We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. <laughs> we got a double crack. Yeah, double. double. Uh, I'm Neil McCrady. That is uh, Tyler Siski. Cole Catalano's in here as well. Did I pronounce that correctly? I did. How about that? Um, Cole's in here. He's kind of observing a little bit because he's going to be a big part of our uh, uh, our next show and a handful of our future shows. I feel pretty safe in saying. Um. Anyway, hope everybody had a great weekend. Thanks for being with us here on this Monday. We are brought to you each and every show by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Tyler, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. You know, I'm rolling with a white gummy bear today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the uh, I think what is my my of the uh, non leaded flavors. Mm. I think this is my favorite. Uh, I, I like a bunch. I, I think cherry limeade is my my go to. I think if you told me hey, you can only have one, that's the one I would go to, and then I would go Red Dragon. Yeah, I have to tend to agree with you. I don't dislike any of them. No, um, no but I, I, I like a bunch of them. I Cole's got the uh, Cole. What you rocking? Rainbow Sherbet, which Sherbert. I like a lot. It would be in my top three. Uh, Reg Size Ben says maroon or crimson pullover, Tyler. So it's I, maroon. It's maroon. Mm-hmm. I, I got this. It's funny. I don't m- remember. I never buy any of my clothes. I believe my wife bought this for me some at some point in time. And I think we were here. I mean, I don't think it's about like a year or two old. But I never could wear it. Because, I mean, you walk in that building with this color on, people, I mean, it's like Crips and Bloods, man. <laughs> they look yeah, at you a little I different. Know. They look at you a little different. You can wear any other color you want to wear. Don't don't go in there with maroon on. I'm like, you know, it's just a Nautica pullover. It does have navy in it, though. I mean, it's kind of like a – maybe this could be like a a bipartisan pullover. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. 
I would like your chances of surviving better in Starkville. Yeah, than I would. it's a lot of maroon, isn't it? A lot of maroon. That's a lot of very little, very little of the navy. Yeah. More importantly, it's cold outside, and it's cold in my office at the, at the so and, I don't and play going it. to get colder, dude. I mean, like legit cold next few mornings. Like thirty one. Being the thirties, low thirties tomorrow. Thirty be below freezing on Wednesday morning when you wake up. Caroline goes back to Fayetteville from fall break tomorrow, and she said that. There are lows in like the 22. Oh, yeah. 19. They don't play up there. It gets up there. It gets cold now. It gets cold. It gets cold. That's what I remember telling Campbell when she first went up there. I was like, now listen, this whole wear shorts all the time thing, it won't work come about November. Okay. And it's amazing how in your mind you feel like it's almost straight across. Like if you think about it, like I, we came here from Arkansas State, which is Jonesboro, right? Two hours away. I mean, it's a good 10 degrees difference in temperature. And then up there, you know, you kind of get and up gets, in the mountains a little bit. It gets farther when you yeah. go to Fayetteville, even though it's still tra- straight across because you're up in the start of the yeah. Ozarks. Yeah. And it gets colder. So, anywho, there you go. Um, Where you want to start? You got a lot. It was a big weekend. There was a lot. A lot happened. Um, Well, let's go ahead and get this over with. Okay. There has been a swap. Of the, you know, a couple of weeks ago, before you even go there, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I talked to a lot of people in my life, um, you know, sitting here at this spot right here, minding my own business. Mind is on your money. Mind on my money sometimes, but always just kind of minding my own business, keeping a low profile, <laughs> saying as little as possible, just trying to be a good citizen. Really, that's, that's my goal mm-hmm. each, each and every day is wake up and try to make the world a better place than it was when I woke up, right? That's correct. And I remember, and I can't remember who it was, talking about um, picks. And he was basically saying that he was going to just go dominate this competition the rest of the way. That I'd had my moment in the sun. You have. And that uh, I was buried, basically. And I just remember thinking to myself, and I can't remember who said that, but I remember just thinking to myself, you know, all you can do right now is be humble and work hard and uh, be a good person and take this abuse and just kind of let it go in one ear and out the other and continue to follow your process. Continue to believe that if you follow the process that the results will take care of themselves. That don't watch the scoreboard. Just focus on the play ahead, the next pick. And um, I kind of feel like that's what I've done. And um, anyway, that's all. I just kind of feel like I've I've made progress over the last few weeks, despite a lot of the uh, barbs that were thrown my way. You know, I never attacked you personally. I'm more attacking my own performance. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Neil, you went six and five this week, which is plus one unit. We'll go over the picks and the games in a minute. I went five and six, which is a two-unit swing. And at the end of the day, Neil, you were 35, 35, and two at plus .19 units. Good money line picks. Yeah, yeah. I'm 35, 35, and two as well, which is kind of crazy to see this far in the season. We're 72 tied. games, yeah. And I'm plus 1.03 units, which gives you, Neil, tip of the cap for the first time all year, a .87 unit lead. So I've blown a seven-unit lead in three weeks. Mostly I would just like to thank the little people for uh, their, their participation. 
their help. I'd like to thank those of you who kind of put out positive energy. I uh, I'd like to just um, I'd like to thank the academy. Um, I'd like to thank the uh, foreign press. Yeah, and um, and just say that you know our my work here is not done. I I, I feel like um, I feel like we're just getting started with something. We're trying to build something special that that will. Um, I don't know. I'd like to think that we're going to leave a lasting legacy, and uh, this is going to be something that generations from now when they look back on it they'll say you know there was a turning point but he just kept grinding he just kept doing he just kept doing it the right way and that's that's the plan Mm. each and every week and i'd like to thank all of you for being along with me on the ride here as i um start to think about maybe i can shop for a jacket so it'll be good well we got a long way to go boss (laughs) we got a long way to go but it's okay it's had happens the thing, you know what, you seriously, let me tell you what ticks me off, is like the last two weeks, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've actually been really, like the games that I'm losing are freaking brutal, and I would probably go back and bet the same bets again, like I didn't like, oh, I shouldn't have bet that. You realize you're talking to the one who was starting to get the nickname Backdoor for his losses. Yeah, I was trying to summon a Backdoor last night about about 10.30 last night, I needed a Backdoor. I missed a field goal that cost me. Oh, you're talking about a football game. I, so it's two I, units, I was like, hey. Two-unit swing. <laughs> Good gracious. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you I y'all? didn't know. I mean, you're, the hell? you were like, I was needing a backdoor at like 1030 last night. And I was the like, hey, hell? man. Hey. What the hell is hey, wrong with y'all? Hey. That's your business. Y'all have had a long day. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you people? Golly. All right. <laughs> yeah, we had some eye violations. I think that's what we had. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. God almighty love. All right, here we go. All right, Neil, let's get on to these NFL games. Okay. It started out. Let's go ahead and get you in a bad mood to start with. Got you. Can you believe that game Thursday night? I mean, I mean, I lost. I picked right, the Bears, Bears, which was like Cole pointed out on Friday, like, you know, be better. And he's right. I mean, Cole's right. You 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 can't you can't open up a week of picks by going, Hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pick the Bears. I mean, that's stupid. Be better, and I, I vow to be better from here on out. That said, now I've taken it. My God, you, you, you're around football a lot, so let's be serious for a minute. Let's, let's talk about Ju- the Bears Justin, and, the, and the Justin Fields. Commanders. Justin Fields. I know he does a handful of things well, and he did make a really nice throw. There, 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 there's some stuff. But here's my question. We always, you always go, hey, Neil, it's not enough, or it's, it's, not, it's too much, or whatever. Yeah. Is there enough with Justin Fields? To build around that. Now, he doesn't have a lot of weapons. He doesn't have the greatest offensive line in the whole wide world. That being said, I'm not positive that he's reading defenses. I've said this, and I'll continue to say this. The NFL is a throwing league. They don't run spread offenses where you – you know, everybody's just – everybody wants to say, hey, just move the pocket. Hell, it ain't that easy. Moving the pocket, that's that's like saying – Pick up the trash. It's not that simple. It's just rolling, moving the pocket. He can. He does not have a accurate arm. And to me, I don't care who it is in the NFL. It doesn't matter how strong your arm is. Can you get the ball out on time? And can you put it where it's supposed to where it's supposed to go? Like, did you? I'm sure you will talk about it later. But like in the Kansas City Buffalo game, yes. When the ball leaves Patrick Mahomes' hand, I'm damn near surprised when it hits the ground. 
Sometimes it's the wrong team. And it's kind of like that with Josh Allen too. I mean, you watch those, somebody's catching the ball. Yeah, you watch those two guys when they like how many bad throws yesterday, like oh. truly bad throws. One. I mean, I don't even know if there was one. I don't. I don't. They're. They're. I'm both, sure. Maybe if I went back and studied every one of them, they're both great players. Right. They're just great quarterbacks. Well, when you're in the NFL, there's 32 people that play quarterback in the NFL, so you should be one of the 32 best at that position. And I text you right when it happened, but there was a play action, the old old school power pass that's been out for 10,000 years, fullback in the flat early in the game. He's got a a five yard touch throw that he has to make. Yeah. 75 to 80%, hell, maybe 90% of high school quarterbacks complete that pass. And he wasn't even close. He overthrew him. He didn't get a hand on it. Like, it's not, we're not asking hard things here. He had a receiver wide open on just a pretty simple drag route and, and just missed him. I mean, just, just. Yeah. So some of the, some of the stuff, like if you're the Bears, and I think this is happening in their front office and in their coaching rooms, they didn't draft this guy. This is not them. That's the old administration. And I think you can almost see it. They're going, we just dialed up a nice, easy throw for him, and you he can't, can't make do, it. You can't do anything about that. You we, can't. We, admittedly, we have not surrounded him with everything that we should surround a quarterback with. And, there's, and that's not debatable. Cool. That's, that's yeah. not debatable. But when you then go, but we've, we have schemed up a handful of things to kind of give him some confidence, to get him going, and he can't make those throws. He can't make those throws. And look, late in the game, he made a couple of plays with his feet and, and he kept him in it, and that's great. But it's not to steal your line, it's not enough. Has You're anybody ever thought the other way around? Like Has anybody ever thought the other way around? What do you mean? Maybe he's the problem. Maybe they haven't surrounded the other ten players with the right person at quarterback. Well, that I think that is what's going on in their front office right now. I was listening to an interview, it was uh, uh, Tom Waddle the former Bears receiver right. who's now a broadcaster. Yeah. He was talking to Mike Greenberg on ESPN, and he was saying that. He was saying, look, the, the old administration believed, Matt Nagy and, and the yeah. old GM, they believed that, hey, this is our guy. They believed on draft night, we just landed a franchise quarterback. And when this new guy, these new guys came in, they're like, okay, well, we'll be open-minded about it. And pretty quickly they were like, well, we're not so open-minded anymore. We don't think he's a franchise quarterback. And so they're starting to, inside that building, go, all right, well, how do we unring this bell? Because, as you know, it's difficult when you draft a quarterback with the first-round pick and you trade picks and you do all that yeah. stuff. It's very difficult to unring the bell. And sometimes you can unring it too soon. The New York Giants are probably starting to wonder, hey, maybe? For the first time, they're probably starting to think, maybe? Not not done. Not Oh, Daniel Jones, he's the guy. He's taking us to the promised land, but... Probably for the first time, they're probably thinking, well, maybe. But with the Bears, I think the Bears are looking at at, uh, at, at at our guy here and going, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't understand. Justin Fields is the name. I, I was, I, yeah, Justin Fields. Well, you look at you know Trey Lance, you can look at all of them. I don't understand why this is a hard concept. We put all this value on guys that are athletic and can run – and can throw the ball 500 yards. But when in the history of mankind has that ever been important? Can you get the ball out on time in the National Football League, and are you accurate? Period. Period. Peyton Manning couldn't bust a freaking pane of glass with a football. But he got the ball out on time, and he was accurate. Aaron Rodgers, accurate. Tom Brady, 
Accurate. I mean, just go down the list. Joe Montana, accurate. Look at all the great quarterbacks. Sure. They all have the same qualities. They get the ball out on time, and they're accurate. Drew Brees gets the ball out on time, accurate. I mean, go through the whole list of what you would consider good quarterbacks. And it's not about being athletic or not. Look at Deshaun Watson. He's got his other problems, but you know what he does do? He gets the ball out on time, and he's accurate. Yeah, sure. It's it's not hard. But So why do we put value in somebody that – has a slow release and is inaccurate. It doesn't matter. Like he, you can be so good in everything else, but if your release is slow and you can't throw it where it's supposed to go, who the hell cares what you can do ever, everywhere else? If that was the case, Usain Bolt would be a hell of a quarterback because he could probably do everything else great. You have to be able – Johnny Manziel, why did he not make it in the NFL? Because he has a slow release and he's not accurate. Yeah. And once you get that level and you start running around, those other guys can run faster than you. So Justin Fields' best play, Justin Fields' best play is run around and let everybody drop back to pass and take off running. Yeah, so that's the decision they have to make. But watching that game on Thursday night, I was just going, boy, I mean, I I can only imagine what the meetings are like on Friday and Saturday for the coaches because the players get the weekend off after a Thursday night game. And they're sitting in that – in that building with no practice to plan for the day. And when those conversations come up, someone's got to go, hey. do Because here's the question that you have to ask in that building. I can't believe we're spending this much time on the Bears and Justin oh, Fields. That's okay. They're your Bears. But the question that you have to ask in that building is, do we believe that we can build around this quarterback? And if at any point the answer is no. I think we're at that point then you have to figure out, well, how do we get out of this? Well, that's the thing is, like, now they're going to want some big value on them. I, I don't, let, me tell you, let me tell you what this is. This has got worse than Jameis Winston's career path written all over it. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a backup quarterback somewhere. I mean, let's be honest. Would you take Geno Smith right now or Justin Fields? Oh, I watched Seattle yesterday. I'd take Geno Smith. And then everybody's burying this guy. I mean, this guy's left for dead two years ago. Yeah. I mean, nobody – people forgot what team he was on. So, all right, speaking of, you had the Seahawks last night or yesterday mm-hmm. at plus two and a half. That hit for you. Yep. That was an easy win. Um, My man Cole, by the way, sent me a stat. You want to hear the stat? Yeah. I love stats. You know, we were talking about our guy, Kyler Murray, and yeah. the Call of Duty. Yeah. After yesterday <laughs> – I can't make this up. After yesterday, it was a double extra point double, – uh, double point weekend for Call of Duty this weekend. XP, I'm sorry. There we go. See, you don't understand the people we're talking to. They're they're more like us. They're not like you. <laughs> Double XP point weekend at uh, for Call of Duty. Okay. My man Kyler Murray is now two and forty seven on double XP weekends on Call of Duty. Two and forty seven. Two and forty seven. Has he quarterback that many games? I, apparently, I think this goes back to college. I don't know. That was the tweet you sent me, right? Two and forty-seven. Holy God! Two and forty-seven. So I watched. I didn't watch a lot of that game because it was up against an app. Huh? Well, it's probably college, high school. I don't know. Well, that was somebody. It was, it was a good tweet. It, it was funny. Yeah. That, um. But I was I was mostly watching obviously Bills Chiefs because it was a a classic yeah. But uh, if you watch Seattle Arizona, you see two different things. Games in Seattle, 
you see a Seahawks team that they stick to what they're good at, right? And they just kind of get methodical. They've got a couple of weapons. Uh, DK obviously is a, a, a real weapon out there that you have to – no, thank you – that you have to account for. Um, and then you watch Arizona. And I don't know – I don't know what, whose fault it is, right? Is it the front office fault for giving Kyler Murray the contract they gave him? Is it Kyler Murray's fault for not being ready? Is it Cliff Kingsbury's fault? Because here's the deal. People go, well, there's no Bernard Hopkins. Is that his name? Is it, not Bernard Hopkins. What's That's Hopkins? That's the boxer, DeAndre. DeAndre Hopkins. That's the boxer. There's no DeAndre Hopkins. Well, if if he's that valuable, I mean, he is pretty good. You got to figure organizationally when you watch them play. Whether they get nine <laughs> points, nine points. Yeah, you're paying a quarterback that much money, and you score nine points. You've got to figure out what are we doing wrong. He is. That's the thing. Is like I do think they're a. Good, I would say not great, but I think they're a good football team. You got JJ's being dinged up, JJ Watts been dinged up. Both running backs are out. They're down to the third running back. D Hop's not playing. He's he's one of the best. I think he's probably the second best wide receiver, honestly, in the NFL behind um, uh, uh, Adams. Um, yeah. Jamar Chase has words. I, I think soon. if yeah, but I think uh, this. I think he's actually better than than Chase. Right okay. now, all right. Not not long term, but today. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. You know, he he drops, he he takes off running. He can do whatever he wants to do. Sometimes I, I just think he makes bad decisions, trying to force the force the issue or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, a beat is a beat, and they got their ass beat. They did. So that's so what that I is. Was, I was happy for my Seahawks. That all right, was, then both a, you and I both had the Bengals. We did minus one and a half versus the Aints. Um, I bet this game personally, and yesterday it got up. I waited till yesterday to bet it, and it got up to two and a half. So I was very excited to see. I was sitting there cussing. I was like, dude, if they come down here and kick – I thought they were going to try to do the old let's burn the clock out, kick the field goal. So I do want to say thank you to Jamar Chase for uh, spinning out of that and, and getting me some points because once they scored, uh, that was it. But you know what? The I, I just – I'm telling you, dude, I'm not – I'm going to keep – I'm, I'm going to have a very hard time this Thursday. Because guess who's playing against each other this week? It's the Saints and the Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, goodness gracious. In Arizona. And they haven't won a game. So I've said I'm never going – I'm always going to take the other team. But the Cardinals have gone Ooh. a full year now without winning a game at home. So I'm going to have a tough time picking this week. I'll have weekend. to look at a line on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Tim is the Aints, by the way. A-I-N-T-S, the Aints. I like messing with the Saints fans. They're so passionate. All right, but that was uh, that was good. I thought that uh, it was fun. Joe Burrow starting to find his groove a little bit. They are protecting him a little bit better. Not great, but a little bit better. They seem to be doing some things offensively, even though everybody hates picking on them. Um, enough to score defense shows up when it needs to. Um, they're not a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion, this year, though. No, when you watch the Chiefs and the Bills and then you watch the Bengals, it's you, a you see a difference, yeah. All right, then you had the Browns. The one thing I'll say, though, is they're in the same division with the Ravens. And they're not doing anything. One of them's going to the playoffs. And and the the thing about the Bengals in a playoff game, we saw this last year, is in a playoff game, you gotta account for Chase and if they're healthy or you got Mixon and you got Higgins and they got stuff and they're not bad defensively. They have players. They're not yeah, they're they they're probably a team that nobody wants to see show up. 
for a playoff game. That's you'd probably rather play the Ravens because they showed you what they would do in the playoffs, even on the road and hostile environments, all that junk. Yeah, they just went there and did it. Um, you had the Browns minus two and a half, and they got go well. Yeah, that was ugly. Hey, Bailey's ha- Bailey's happy. All right, so funny. I'm going to pick on him. He's going to laugh. So I have a friend of mine who may or may not be a agent. <laughs> we were talking. Yes. We were talking. And I was like. This is last year. He's like, who do you like? I was like, dude, you got to go get this Bailey Zappi kid. So he was at Houston Baptist, um, tore it up. Then he went to Westman. I said, dude, the guy, has, can, the guy can spin it. The guy can play. And uh, so he ends up signing a guy named Mac Jones instead. So what's funny is now Bailey Zappi is – I mean, Bailey Zappi's about to Drew Bledsoe, my man Mac Jones. I mean, we're about to Wally – about to Lou Gehrig, yeah. Wally Pip here. I yeah. mean, he looks – he looks like the deal. So Mason, he is the, the Mason guy Brooks, spin it. Mason Brooks, who's at Ole Miss now, was his right tackle at Western Kentucky last year, and he just raves about him, about the kid, the person, leader, Can work flat ethic. Flat spin it, bro. And he's got an absolute hose. Quick release. Hey, hey, do you know what he does? He gets the ball out on time. And he's accurate. And he's accurate. He's something. And, hey, Belichick – Belichick's body language yesterday was a little different. Dude, he doesn't – I'm telling you because he don't care. He just wants to win. So, but, yeah, that was uh, – but what are you going to do when Mac comes back? It's Bailey's happiest job. Tay loses it? Absolutely. Okay. All right, and then we both had the Bills minus two and a half and one of the better games of the year so far. Uh, minus two and a half at Kansas City. I would like to point out that on the Bengals game, not only did I pick the Bengals, I said it was the NFL lock of the year. And so people need to remember that when I say something is the NFL lock of the year, it is the NFL lock of the year. There. You're 1-0 and oh in, in games of the I year. I am 1-0 oh in NFL locks of the year. And this was of the year. And so, I mean, for at least two more weeks, that's the lock <laughs> of the year. Hey, and I also would like to point out that you and I are undefeated. 100% against the spread agree. when we agree. Yeah. And we've done that. I think we're 9-0. I think I went back and looked. 9-0 or 10-0. Is 10-0. that right? Yeah. How about that? Yeah, you'd be up 10 units. Be a hell of a parlay. All right. But Bills and Chiefs, game of the year so far. It was fantastic. Um, I hated for it to end. It was yeah. so good. It was very anticlimactic how it ended. But, you know, what? I've told you, I've said it on here. I'll keep saying it again. Chiefs, nobody wants to listen to me in the NFL. Do you know what prevent defense does for you? Prevents you from winning. It prevents you from winning. The idea, and look, you saw the Bills try to do it at the end of the first half, and it took the Chiefs all of 15 seconds to get a field goal. Like, stop playing. They, they will play defense, and all of a sudden, we're going to play soft coverage. These guys are too good and too explosive to give them any room. Just play defense. You have, I swear to you, you have a better chance of winning just playing normal defense than you do giving them rushing three with no line, no games, no line movement. And the quarterback sits back there for 45 minutes and throws it where he wants to. They're not going to miss, especially Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. But the Bills did it at the end of the first half and gave up three points after 15 seconds. And the, and the um, Chiefs did it at the end of the deal. And if it wasn't, do you know why they picked the ball off at the end of the game, by the way? Why? Because after three plays of moving the ball football, they went they went one robber and, had to, and, and brought the safety. They actually played coverage instead of backing up, and they get a pick. Just play defense, man. But it was a great game. Great game. It was one of those Saturday, Sunday afternoon. I had the grill lit. Had a beer. 
And you watch that game and you go, this is why this league is awesome. This is why this league is king right here. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, NFL-wise, I actually had a decent day NFL-wise. I had did. I had the Falcons plus five and a half. Really good pick. All right, first of all, I want to tell everybody, I almost had a really, really personal, really good day. You know, I had a tough time finding five bets. So I didn't really like – I had the Dolphins plus three and a half. I did not bet that personally yesterday. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I was just home underdog. I liked it that for all what we do. So I actually went Falcons money line on you yesterday personally and hit it. Um, that was a really good call. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Falcons, dude, they're America's team. They are undefeated against the spread. So guess who's getting picked this week? I'm riding them. I mean, dude, they're 6-0 and against yeah. the spread. I got it until they buck me. Um, <clears throat> so I actually hit that. Then I try to hit the Bengals game. All right, I hit the Bills game. So I'm 3-0 and yesterday. So last night, I'm like, all right, because I was down four units on Saturday, personally plus what we did. Right. All right. So I'm down four units. So yesterday, I just make it right back. So I won the, the money line in the morning. I pressed it all the winnings against the Bills, hit that. Put a couple units back. But I had a I had a good – I had a one, two, three, four. I had a seven-unit game last night and with you went, Dallas. You went with the Cowboys. But here's, I took Dallas, but here's the kicker. is live yesterday when I bet them. I know we got them at plus six for the show. I got them at six and a half for seven units. At the end of the game, they're down nine. Yeah. And he's going, and I'm fisting the back door of that thing. Back door McCready the hell out of it. <laughs> he goes to line up for the – because if he makes the field goal, they're going to onside kick and just down it, game's over with. He misses the 59-yard field goal by about a foot and a half. That was a seven-unit hit. I was I – was, so my son was playing on one of the TVs, was playing uh, Xbox or something. He's playing Call of Duty with Kyler Murray. <laughs> yeah, he's playing Call of Duty with Kyler <laughs> That's good. And – I, my wife was asleep, dog was downstairs, I was upstairs in the cave, and I let out the biggest four-letter word that starts with an F, followed by me, I mean loud, to the point I woke my wife up, my dog started barking, and my son's like, what the hell is wrong? He didn't say what the hell is wrong. And even Kyler was like, what's the big deal? It's just a football game. I was not, that was the (laughs) maddest I've been betting all year. I was like, you got, I was, I was invested, but uh, Dallas game last night, look, Eagles are a good team. They're undefeated, obviously. I don't think after watching them compared to the Bills and the, the two best teams played yesterday in the Bills and the Chiefs, I feel good about that right now. I, I think the those are the two, by clear clear to me as day, two best teams in the NFL, the Bills and the Chiefs, even though the Eagles are undefeated. And you got to respect that. But I don't think they could have played with either one of those teams yesterday. Did you watch that? I watched some of Eagles. I'll be honest with you. Believe it or not, I got into the Vikings. I mean, not Vikings. I got into the Yankees-Guardians game. I had it on on one of the TVs. It was, it was a really good game. I didn't have seven units on yeah, the Guardians, I so I was locked in. Um, and then I lost the uh, so I lost the Bills, and then I lost the Dolphins, which we talked about. So there, there you go. All right, you ready to get into the college? Yeah, let's do it. All right, what are you doing? You can, you can stand up, Cole. It's fine. We're not we're not that professional. What the hell are you doing back there, He's, kid? Golly. It's right there to your right. Thought he was taking the backdoor stuff serious there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave. <laughs> no muss. No, but I, I like no, I like the Eagles, man. I, I, I do. I just – the uh, Cowboys struggled on offense early. They got it going. It was just a little too late on offense. But um, anyway, 
All right, so let's get into the college picks. And we're going to spend some time here. Yeah, we are. Before we do it, I want to remind people that we're brought to you by Walk-Ons. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland, and also I'll let them take care of all your tailgating needs this season. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters, Order online or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Went to Walk-Ons again Friday night. What'd you get? Say Friday night, I got the pimento cheese. Oh, no, 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 that's not right. I got the grown-up grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called, big, big adult, whatever it's called, grilled cheese. It was phenomenal with bacon on it. And then um, Noxie had chicken fingers, which I ended up eating half of his chicken fingers because he – Never eats all of his food and then wants to get beignets at the end. And then uh, I think Brock got a regular hamburger. It was good. Good stuff, man. Saw my man C-Rob Friday. Linebackers coach at Auburn was here at the game. Yeah. Uh, Got a chance to visit with him before the Oxford Chargers game. It was good. Um, Came back. Been the first time. He said, man, this place has changed. I know it has. If If you leave, it's hard when you live here to see how things change. But when you leave and you come back, this place has grown up a lot quick. Around here, so it's pretty crazy. All right, Neil, we start off in college. First game we both had, I was feeling really good about my weekend getting started when you took the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah. Minus six and a half, and I had Illinois plus six and a half, and Illinois dominated the damn game. They did. Uh, I had an inside uh, source who told me that Illinois' quarterback would not play. That was the reason I was so confident on Minnesota. Insert narrator voice, Illinois' quarterback did play. And not only that, he played well. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you can um, – oh, I thought you were coming behind me. Hey, I'm, I'm eyes on you, man. I don't trust the guy in that hat. I don't – no one – you should never trust anybody wearing that hat. Um, um, see, you could have just asked your boy because I knew he's playing. Well, I'll now know. When we get burned by a source, you never go back to that source. You just leave it alone. So that's you know that, that's, Tor- that's what happened there. Tordal's undefeated, right? You know that? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, all jokes aside, Illinois is really good. Give Brett Bielema a ton of credit. We always like to do the you know the fat Brett Bielema jokes and stuff. Whatever. The credit is his team's really good. We he, like to do Big Ten things. Everybody likes to make fun of the Big Ten. Look, Brett Bielema and Illinois are legitimately good, and he's done a great job changing that program in a short period of time. I think he is the poster child of, like, he didn't get dumber overnight when he went to Arkansas. And he did not get smarter when he went to Illinois. He tried to do something at Arkansas that maybe you just couldn't do. You know, maybe you just simply, it just didn't work. I think they thought, I've talked to some people up there, about because they, believe it or not, he's highly thought of personally up there. A lot of people really like him. Super. Super nice guy. I think he thought he could recruit on the lines of scrimmage to the point where it would overcome a lack of skill stuff, and it just didn't quite get there. If you remember, they were it's pretty a different. Good. It's a different game, though. You know what it I mean? Is. Like this, the game down here is so fast, and he goes up there. And look, all jokes aside, the Big Ten's a different game. It is, and 
he's been able to do that. But, but he learned something down here, and he took it with him up there. Illinois is a lot faster and more athletic than it was when he took over that job. And it's, what's crazy is, like, I mean, it's just a, you know, Lovey, Lovey Smith's the head coach there. Never really won. No. He's the head coach of the Houston Texans. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, yeah, I, mean, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's just a wild deal. But he has, I guess that's my point sometimes. Sometimes coaching is the Hotel California for people. I mean, you know, you, you, you just, you can check out, but you can never leave. I mean, there's, there's a lot of that. Yeah, but you, coaching is so dependent on where you're located, your style of recruiting, your style of play based on what league you're in and things like that. Whether, But he is a great guy. He's a good football coach. He's proven it. Um, at two different places, but just both of them have to be in the same league. Um, then you went – I mean, I was, like, all fired up because, you know, you were kind of starting slow and I was starting hot. Yeah. Your second pick, you had Miami minus seven Yeah, it's, against it's, Virginia it's, Tech. This was backdoor. You got backdoor McCready. I did. <laughs> I, I felt that one. I felt that one. That it was hurt. the no-lube job right yeah, that, there. It hurt. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was violation. It was bad. I filed charges on that one. Oh, my gosh. You'd lose by six. Yeah. <laughs> so, you started off 0-2. Then you went to the other game that we were head-to-head, and you pretty much – I watched this game. Um, you had Syracuse minus three-and-a-half. I had an NC State plus three-and-a-half. I thought the absence of Leary would be a big deal for them, and it was. And it really – here's the crazy part is it really wasn't between the 20s where it showed up was in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, they could Fair not. Fair enough. Yeah, they, they could not they, they finish drives. Right, right. And they they moved the ball fine. But when they got down there, it was just short, short field. They couldn't do anything with it. They ended up with a lot of field goals. Um, and then they wore them down late. All right, then you had Western Kentucky minus 7.5. I was proud of this. I never watched one play of this game. So I have nothing for you. They just dominated it. They can score. I know that. Yeah, uh, I I felt good. I was I was proud of that pick. I actually was like, hey, that you know what, you're good for you, Neil. And then the most underrated coach in the NCAA, Terry Bowden, Willie Fritz. Oh yeah, him too. He's good at Tulane. Covered your minus twelve. He did. What uh, they win by fourteen? No, they won more than that. That's okay. pretty. That's pretty easy. Okay. I think. Okay. And then your money line. Which I, I, I felt so you. good about it. I, I, we had a shot. It was late Saturday, and luckily for me, by late Saturday, I, I wasn't feeling anything. And so, um, why is that, Neil? Uh, I'm I'm a cold, calloused person. Um, no, I I got home. We had uh, we had some friends over. We had, we had a very very nice evening. I, had, I know. I thought you were. I was not feeling much of anything either. And I said, if you wanted to come partake in a beer, and you said you had company, I was like, wow, okay. Had a, had a couple of beers and then might have had some bourbon and then may have may have after everybody left may have had a little more wine and um, yeah by the end of that I was like I don't really bourbon care. beer and wine that's a full day it's a full day it was a Saturday it's that's the right. be- beauty of eleven a.m. kicks even when you have a lightning delay where there's no lightning um, yeah but I thought I thought USC was going to pull it off for a minute I was like oh I'm going to win a money line but give Utah credit that was. That was actually a really a good game. fun game to watch. The end of they had a, USC was dominating the game, and then Utah just would not go away. Man, they would not go away. No, they gather momentum, and it was, they are so much better at their place than they are away from their place. The tight end had like fifteen catches or something crazy. He had like nineteen yeah. targets. Um, he made him some money. 
Um, it was a hell of a game. Good and game. USC, you saw – people wondered, their offense is good. Is it good enough to overcome what might be a mediocre defense? And now you know the answer. The answer is no. Yeah, they're a good football team. Sure. And they're going to be better. Yeah, and he's got – I mean, Caleb's a great quarterback. Yeah, he does a lot of better. good things. Yeah, but that's that's the end of their national championship conversation. Correct, but they'll they'll probably ruin it for somebody else though. There's one more. There's, uh, there's one more team. Yeah, so UCLA's undefeated. I mean, they got to go to Oregon. We'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. But yeah. Um. All right. I had Clemson minus three and a half at Florida State. Complete yeah. domination of the game. Um. A lot of a lot of haters still out there on Clemson. Like what else? Serious. A lot of haters. They only won by six points. A lot of haters, though. But they dominated the game. They scored late. I'm not. They, they tried to backdoor it, but they didn't have enough to backdoor it. They were up 21. All right, but here's the thing. A lot of haters out there on Clemson right now. Yeah. Oh, they don't deserve to be top five, much less top ten. They've won 13 in a row, cuz. Yeah. I'm not talking about how many they've won out of the last 18, 25. I'm not they've hating on them. They've won 13 in a row. That's, like, that's more than a full season of games that they've won in a row. I'm not hating on them. How does that not deserve to be top 10, top five? I don't give a shit who you play. Oh, they're definitely top 10. Look, here's the thing about the whole ranking thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And 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 I, most people get that now. The people that do get upset about it I think are kind of old school. It doesn't matter. Like Tennessee's – third right now georgia's first they're going to play each other someone's going to win um and the winner's going to be ranked number one alabama's sixth right now Ole miss is seventh they're going to play each other and someone's going to win um the list just goes on i mean us ucla and oregon are going to play each other someone's going to win um i've got a list here i mean let's see ohio state michigan are going to play each other someone's going to win um syracuse plays clemson this weekend i mean if syracuse wins holy shit right we start having a totally to credit to you, a yeah. few weeks ago, you go, hey, watch, watch Syracuse. Well, if they go to Clemson and win on uh, Saturday at noon, Eastern, Is that 11 o'clock game? Yeah, 11 here, noon there. Man, you talking, about a, you talking about two undefeated teams playing 11 o'clock? <laughs> don't even get started. <laughs> See, that, that, that's what he does. I'm, 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 I'm having a nice time. I'm just having a nice conversation. Hey, let's, <laughs> and he goes, hey, let me – you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trigger him right now. <laughs> Oh, why, goes, I'm why, gonna, I'm why aren't trigger. they playing at nighttime? Why can't we enjoy the tailgating in Clemson, South Carolina? I bet they would like to enjoy their tailgating. <laughs> I wonder if there's sports reporters like 11 o'clock games at Clemson. Have you ever talked about that before? Yeah, we've talked about <laughs> you it. You ever covered that yeah, topic? A couple of times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ABC, ESPN, they're going, to put, they're going to put a game at 11 o'clock <laughs> every week. They're going to put a big-time game. Like today – Today, for next week, um, Kentucky, Tennessee got put at six. And everybody's like, see? I'm like, okay, yep. Yeah, but I promise you, somewhere in the ABC, Disney family of networks, they're going to have a primetime game at 11 a.m. They'd star. Yeah, got to now. All right, I didn't mean to, I was joking totally. We don't have to talk but about that. But my point is, is that, that you're going to see these games, right? I mean, they're, they're, people are going to – Kansas State goes to TCU. TCU's now eighth in the country. TCU hasn't lost. TCU's going, hey, what about us? The answer is, well, just don't lose. Can't lose. As long as you don't lose, you're fine. The only league that can lose and get there is the SEC. Yes. Period. I mean, it's well, always going to be like that. This year with the possible – Maybe Big Ten. With the Michigan, possible Ohio exception of the Michigan-Ohio State game. The Correct. loser of the – we got plenty of time to talk playoff. Yeah. And, and we will as we go. There are some scenarios shaping up that could be fascinating. 
But it's I, early. I, but yeah, it's early. Way early for that. But yes, you're right. Um all right. And then let's time to talk about it. I had Alabama. And hey, by the way, I'm glad that Ole Miss and AM are at night because guess what? It means I'm not going. Oh, you're not? No. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna do that. I mean, people, people how inconvenient in, inconvenient enough not to go. Games at six thirty. Oh, you got all your Sunday stuff. Games at six thirty, which means it's not over till ten thirty. Which means the media press conference ESPN. stuff. Uh, SEC Network. Uh, media stuff's not over till 11.15. I'm not done writing until 1. Would you drive or fly? I was going to – I was flying, I had, but I booked Southwest just in case because with Southwest you just cancel. cancel and that value goes to the next flight. So you don't lose any money. You right. just you – know, You push it. They don't give you your money back, but right. you just push it down the line. I'll fly somewhere at some point. So I just push that down the road. It's all good. But I had I had that feeling. That's why my brother was like, "Why don't you fly Delta or American or something?" I'm like, nope, not going to take a penalty just in case because I had a feeling this was going to be a night game, and I was right. And so I wouldn't get back into Houston until two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Oh no! And I've got a flight out of Houston at eight in the morning. Oh, I no. said, "No, I'm like, screw no, it. I just." Did you be jacked up the whole week? Yeah, it mess up your whole week, and then I got to get back on Sunday to to work. And even though it's an open date for Ole Miss coming out of there. So that's that's what that means for me. So people are like, oh, I bet you're pissed off. I'm like, no, not really. All right, let's do it. I had Alabama minus seven against Tennessee, which is the talk of college football today and yesterday and the day before and that night. What a game. First of Great all, just, game. just from the pure theater of it, what a game. Great game. And look, you got to give Tennessee credit. There's going to be, you know, the talk. Here, here is where you, if you want to break the game down, and just call it like it is. Yep. A lot of undisciplined penalties by Alabama. A lot of undisciplined play by Alabama, particularly in the special teams. Not the first time this year. Uh, there were over 200 yards, 200 yards of field position errors when you start. And you talking about you're giving Tennessee 200 free yards. And I'm not saying this is – but I want to make this clear. This isn't a, oh, the referee screwed them and all that stuff. When you give up 200 yards of field position in a game and 130 being through the penalty area and over 70 being in the special teams uh, with bad plays in special teams, that's – I mean, 200 yards, that's two touchdowns. Easy. Sometimes three. And so, when you do that, you're not going to win big – because they were – dude, they were jacked up. It was their Super Bowl, the whole deal. Um, and then the second thing, when you come inside the game – Alabama did not get home hardly at all. There was zero, very, very, very – they got home once or twice, but just most plays there was very little pressure affecting the quarterback. And that was that's – no, that's no good. Um, and then the last thing is, you know, Wyatt had, what, six catches, five touchdowns, whatever it was, for a ton of yards, maybe 200 yards. I don't remember how many yards he had. But the most interesting thing is they schemed them up. Um, I'm going to try to describe this without getting too football coach geeky with the, with the fans. But when you go in bunch sets against Alabama, and everybody knows this, but that's why you see it so much against when Lane plays Nick, when a lot of, when Kirby plays Nick, you see a lot of it. It's when you reduce splits, especially in trips formations, you know, and Freeze got away with it for a lot, a lot of times too when we were here. Uh, but when you get that, they're going basically what they're going to check to what he calls top hat, and they're going to have a guy on top, a guy on the inside, and a guy on the outside, and they're going to pass it off. And they use those bunch tight sets to get the matchup that they wanted with uh, 
Wyatt versus the or Hyatt versus the uh, safety, mm-hmm. and they got him. And they and they didn't do it all the time. They just did it when they needed it. And they threw to him. He had six catches and five of them were for touchdowns. And so they were able to use formations and things like with that with Hyatt uh, to get the matchups that they wanted. Lack of pressure. I mean, it added up. Um, I do not lost in this whole deal, which is sad. The performance that Bryce Young had in that game, which will be lost forever. He was fantastic. Dude, that was ridiculous. Yeah, it just shows everything everything that he's about. Yeah, that was ridiculous. In, in one game, ca- encapsulated. And you're right, people will forget about it because it was an L. Yeah, but, it was special. Let me ask you this, because here's what really sticks out to me about that game. Because we always – I'm guilty of it too, because I'm going to talk about the end, right? Yep. Um, Alabama's driving down the field. Field goal's going to win it. They've got a good kicker. They got to the 30 30- – Three-ish yard yeah, line, had a first down. Mm-hmm. And I know Tennessee was bringing blitz. Tennessee was was being disruptive. <clears throat> what did you think of the play calling right there? Yeah, because, I mean, if, because if you get six, seven, eight yards and, and, and set it up in the middle of the field, he's got a good shot. Well, one of them, they, they had, you know, Jameer Gibbs on an angle route, which is about as good as you can draw up versus the blitz. If I'm coaching in a lot of places, I do run the football. When I got the Heisman Trophy winner and Jameer Gibbs on an angle route, and then you had a hot route and things like that, it's a very high percentage play. Um, probably more high percentage to get yards. I, I, but I do understand the conventional argument, but let's make them use their timeouts and things like that, and Jameer was going to get some yards maybe. But they're bringing the house too. You don't like running into blitz. That's no fun. Um, so I get the fans' questioning of the deal, but at the same time, you got Jameer Gibbs on an angle route versus a backer of outside leverage, and he drops. You had two drops out of that of those three plays. The clock is running. You probably get a first down. And the game's probably different. And then he probably does. I think if he had gotten one more first down, then he would have ran it. But when you got, I mean, they've been doing it all game, and it, I mean, you got a high percentage guy throwing and catching. I don't. I understand that part of it. I understand both sides. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I do understand the questioning of hey, make them use their timeouts and things like that. But the but here's the truth now with what Tennessee was running, he wouldn't have got a first down and three carries because they were going to be running right into pressure. So they were forcing them. Tennessee's smart too. They're not dumbasses. No, sure. They're forcing you to do that. So to hopefully keep some time on the clock. But if they had hit the angle route, Jameer Gibbs probably would score a touchdown. I mean, they, they had what they wanted from an offensive standpoint. You have to execute. So let me ask you this now. Tennessee wins. Um, they're undefeated. Forget the polls. They obviously have an elite offense. They can score. Are they good enough to be a title contender? Yes, because they can score. So you think they can go to Athens and play in that game? I don't know if they even have to win that game to get a shot. They There's, might not. You know what I mean? They like, might not. Like, I think if that game's close mm-hmm. and they and Georgia does their job and wins out, they could not go to the championship game. Now, the problem is is how many undefeated teams and all that stuff at the end. And the committee always says, we put value on the championship game, you know, all that stuff. And they typically have, right? But have they had an opportunity, though? I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think. We've, it always I mean, has. We, ca- got, we got in. No, did we? No, we won. It's always kind of just worked out. Right. Yes. It's always just kind of worked out. But you do wonder, for example, I'm just kicks and giggles. Okay. Say one loss and just 
follow me here. Yeah. One loss TCU wins the Big 12 title. One loss USC wins the Pac-12 title. Okay, they win the championship games. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Does that outweigh an 11-1 Tennessee with the one loss at Georgia? And let's just call it for kicks and giggles a four-point loss. Right, is what? How does that? What's the weighting on that? And then what yeah. happens if I don't think they'll let three SEC teams do it? Well, they're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was two SEC teams, if they were the second SEC team. Because here's the next question: Let's say Michigan goes eleven and one yeah. and loses by a field goal. Let's say three points mm-hmm. at Ohio State, undefeated Ohio State, who goes on and wins the Big Ten. What gets in eleven and one Michigan or eleven and one Tennessee? There's the argument for me. I think they take the. I think they take the. Uh, it'll be between uh, Tennessee and if Tennessee was that team, it'd be between Tennessee and uh, Michigan. Now I think if Georgia was the team on the outside looking in, at eleven and one, they'd let Georgia in over Michigan. Could be because I, they people are fans, right? Right. You sure. Know, that that, that I just, the committee I just, is not necessarily. They're going to remember what. Georgia did to Michigan last year. And again, look, there's there's a lot of football left. I mean, it's it's it always handles people itself. ask why why do they do this the whole month of November because it's free. Because, it's yeah, free TV. We got, we got time to talk about it. Yeah, it's free TV, it's free radio, it's free podcast, people do it. It probably will all sort itself out. Yeah, I I think the problem Tennessee's going to have is they can score if they ever have an off night on offense, they're in trouble. Yeah, sure. They're not a complete in my opinion. 
they're not a complete team. Okay, so here we'll give you the other question then. Yeah. So now we're with Alabama, okay? Yep. Alabama went to Austin, almost lost, probably do lose if Quinn Ewers plays. They went to Fayetteville, and they had a big lead, and Young got hurt with a chronic injury that could pop up again. Yep. Young got hurt. Arkansas comes back into the game, makes it at least interesting into the fourth quarter. They play Texas A&M down to the final play, and now they go to Tennessee and lose. Is it is it at least fair to say, and I, hey, look, and they had a bunch of penalties in Austin. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to go, hey, maybe this just isn't going to be his team. Maybe this is a team that he can't quite get them to. This isn't a knock on Saban. Saban's the best that ever lived, period. But he's a human too, right? I mean, I think. I, is it, not, is I cannot it, confirm that. Is it possible, just possible, that this Alabama team just isn't going to be what we all thought it might be? I'm not going to be the guy. Like I was joking with Colin this morning. I said, today, I said, today's always my favorite. It always usually happens once a year. Alabama's going to lose to somebody. The dynasty is over. Oh, no, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, you, not, but people are. But people do. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking yeah. about everybody else. But what, I'm not even asking that. Look, they're obviously a very, very good team. But is it possible that this is the team that goes 10-2 and two in the regular season? I mean, sure, it could. But will it? I'm not betting against it. I'm not. I mean, who they got left to play? Got to go to Ole Miss. Got to go to LSU. They're, and they're not, they have not been as good on the road who as you they are on? now. Oh, I'm betting on Alabama. But that's, but that's not my – my, yeah. my, my question is not I'm, not, I'm not doing the hot take. I'm not doing the, oh, boy, this is the end. No, 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 the no. The thing that struck me. But I do, I do, there is a trend this year that this team's not as good away from Tuscaloosa as it is in Tuscaloosa. It's just not. It's not as good. Bryce Young doesn't play defense. Bryce Young doesn't play defense. So what's happening to them on defense is not, attributable to Bryce Young's shoulder. and But it's the same what thing tra- that gets them on defense. But what I'm trying to say is when you watch them on defense, they're vulnerable. To a certain extent, it's the same thing that gets them on defense. The exact same thing. They get matched up with the wrong guy versus the wrong guy. Can that be fixed? Yeah, I'm, I'm voting him to get it fixed. What stood out to me, and I, we talked about this on here a couple of weeks ago, I never will forget when we came here to play. And we in a stat, he said it to the staff. He didn't say it to anybody else. But he was like, hey, we got to have a plan if we win or a plan if we lose. And we're looking at each other like, plan if we lose? We ain't losing this game. I mean, nobody thought that. For about three weeks now, and he said it again last week, going in, in the press conference, just go back and listen to him. He keeps saying, I don't understand why we have to lose. They're undefeated at the time he's saying this. Yeah. For us to understand how important it is to learn how to practice and do things the right way, okay? And I, I understand this is going to make some people mad, but I really don't give a shit. There's a fucking standard at that place. Sure. And when you walk in the door, I don't care if you're running recruiting, if you're playing quarterback, you're playing safety, or you're the goddamn water boy. There's a standard of a bunch of like-minded people that walk in that room. It's the reason that, if, if, hey, if you listen to the Ole Miss kids, I've, I've noticed this. It's a fascinating thing. I haven't written about it yet, so I'm about to give it away without writing about it. I had never heard that word around Ole Miss in years. I've and, never been anywhere where it's been like that, except for with that guy. And if you listen to Ole Miss interviews, 
They'll tell you, oh, yeah, we didn't play to our standard. We didn't do to our standard. It, now, look, am I comparing? I'm not. No. But what I'm trying to say like, is – He works with the same guy. Lane Kiffin spent three years in that deal and came out of it going, oh, well, that's how you have to do this. You do have to have a standard inside your building, and you have to use those words, and you have to use – you have to talk about it. it. It has to be intentional. It's not It's not unsaid. No, no, it's said. And the fact of the matter is, is I mean, like I said, it doesn't matter who you are. And I tell people this all the time. They're, hey, how was it working in Alabama? You may, and I've told you this privately. Yeah. My favorite thing about working in Alabama, it wasn't that I worked my ass off. I never got to see my kids awake, obviously. Okay, the checking account was great. Okay, never got to spend any the money. But the bank account was nice. My wife liked it. But the coolest thing about working at that place was when I went to work every single day, it didn't matter who it was. I knew that no matter what I got from them, it was going to be the absolute best product that they could produce. And sadly, I cannot say that about any other place that I ever worked. Sure. I'm talking about it did not matter if the janitor was mopping the floors. It was the cleanest floor you've ever seen in your life and the, the pride that people took in their job. You keep hearing, I've heard this speech before, that what Coach Saban has been saying about standard and and why did we have to do that to practice he's mentioned practicing the right way for weeks now you're right? saying today's practice is probably pretty interesting in no, Tuscaloosa. he's great after losses but i mean there's going to be a focus i don't mean he's going to peel the paint off the walls because that's what the kids expect and, and i don't think but here's the thing that's contrary to what fans think coaches can't go in there okay and i had this conversation with one of your people on the board the other day Okay, coaches can't go in a room and start yelling and going rah, 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 and now we're going to start tackling people. Okay? Right. right a course. coach's job is really simple. A coach's job, any coach in America, a coach's job is to put the players in the best possible place for them to be successful. But at the end of the day, the player has to decide themselves that they're going to get the fucking job done. And in my opinion, excuse me, that's two. Sorry, Mom. But at the end of the day, whether it was which it's, we'll get to the all Cole, it's Cole's hats. Yeah, fault, Mrs. Siski. When you're Just, in the hole and you're one on one with a guy, you have to tackle him. A coach can't go now, son. You got to get in that hole and you got to put. No, you got to drop your nuts and you got to go be a man and go tackle somebody. When you're at, when you're playing on Saturday, you got to go and you got to practice hard. So when when the noise is loud and you can't hear, you can freaking focus on the ball and make sure you don't leave before the ball does. So what will this week be like in Tuscaloosa? Because I'm players, you, I'm the, laying Alabama yeah, minus whatever. I can tell you this: if the leadership is correct, if the leadership on the team is correct, Nick can't do anything. That's what people don't understand. If the leadership on the team is correct, yeah, they'll walk in there. They'll say, "Hey, coach, say we need a minute." If it's a good football team, when Coach Saban walks in that meeting room today, what time is it? Three three oh eight. All right, he's probably in there right now because they're going to have a five o'clock practice tonight. When he walks in, Coach, we need a minute, and they're going to lock the doors. Everybody out. If the leadership is right, Will Anderson, Bryce Young, they stand up there in front of that, all those people. And that's not how we do shit around here. This is what we're going to do, okay? Because I was a part of a team. That got the goalpost torn down down here at uh, Bolt Hemway Stadium. Uh huh, 2014. All right. Yep. Our ass got kicked out of the meeting room. And you know what happened from then on out? Yeah, they were really good. So that's, that's what has to happen. Period. And if that doesn't, because Nick's not going to do anything. 
If the leadership is right, that's what they'll do. I need to take a moment to kind of get you two back square. Um, I'd like to thank all of the people out there who administered uh, the vaccine over the past couple of years. You're heroes, and we love you. And uh, you did you did uh, you did great work. And we're thankful thankful for all of the boosters. Thank you. All six of them. We're fixed now. All I think right. we're back on even. We're ground. back. All right. So. All right, I'm going to get off that game because we got we got to get moving. I'm going to be on here forever. Um, but that's all I really got to say about that. I mean, they got to <laughs> – I don't have anything else to say. That's all I got to say about that. I feel like Forrest Gump right there. That's why, that's why I was laughing. It was a Forrest Gump line. Forrest Gump. All right, so we, we covered Alabama and Tennessee. All right, and then Ole Miss, Auburn under. Woo, that ran by you fast. <laughs> Woo. I mean, what, I mean, whoa. I texted you. I was like, RIP under. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like – It was like second quarter you had RIP under. I was like, oh, yeah, that's been gone for a long time, bud. Like – what the hell happened? Well, I mean, I know what happened, but n- neither team could stop the running game. Uh, Ole Miss ran for four hundred and fifty-ish yards. Four forty-nine. Okay, I was, I was close. Three hundred one. Auburn ran for three hundred one. It was twenty-one to nothing, and then Auburn got that uh, play where Ashford ran for a ton, and then that kind of got them back in it, and then they got a stop, and they got it back and scored again. And hey, timeout. Hold up. I need a review. Okay. That play is under review. We've we, been reviewing plays. That was the longest freaking review of games. Oh, yes, yes. I was just – go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just stopping the game so we could get a review. Yeah. You know, I think it was the first play from scrimmage. They called targeting on Derek Hall, and they reviewed it. And they ultimately they, – they determined that he did not target, and he got to stay in the game. But – that ended up being a trendsetter for the day. Everything got reviewed. Everything got nitpicked. It was like, oh, my God, just play. Just let them play. The game just went on and on and on. Coach, we had 779 yards of rushing offense in a four-hour and plus game before the lightning delay. And I love college football. I love it. That's ridiculous. I love it. But when people say, why – why do you think the because people will get mad at me sometimes when I say the NFL is just so superior? It's not just because the quality of play is duh better because everybody's a professional. It's not. It's not. It's it's that the NFL has this thing down, man. They play they, the games kick off at noon, and they end at three, and then they start a game at three ten, and then they start some games at three twenty five, and those games end at six and six. 15, well, you'll have and then they have a little break, and then they kick off the game at 7. It's a, it's a system. It's like a machine, and you look at it at the end of every Sunday, and you're like, oh, my God, that was awesome. The college game, for and look, that, that scene at the end of Tennessee, Alabama, when the, the catharsis happens, and they shoot the fireworks out of the press box, and the fans rush the field, and you can just even – I don't care about Tennessee – I, I I felt it. I mean, like, no, whoa. It was, it was good. It was amazing. That that scene is what college football is all about. It just sucks when you're on the uh, losing side sure. or something like that. But when you're just watching it, right? I always talk about my guy in Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah. Right? You know, my, it's my guy. When he's sitting there watching that, what does he say? Honey, come see this. Look at this. Look at that. Yeah. And you see it at Syracuse even. I mean, this, this the, hey, they get this big win and the fans rush the field. and You see all these things. That's what makes college football awesome. And there's no doubt that it's awesome. But when a game kicks off at 11 o'clock and doesn't end until 
damn near four. I was, I was. Three. Someone has to reevaluate what happened. I was three beers in by the time that game got over because I got, I got to the house like I left at the lightning delay, and I mean the game was over with. I left at the uh, lightning delay. I got home before it got started because I just lived like a mile and a half from the stadium. Yeah. yeah. The first um, quarter lasted 55 minutes. Was there brutal. was there was no lightning delay in the first quarter. No. We it, it listen, I'm serious. I'm serious. At some point at some point someone's got to look at this and go let's fix it. And here and some people I saw the fake the, injury stuff mentioned on here. It's bad, man. And, and, and you and, and I, I talked we about We talked this. about it and you're right. What you're about to say is right. That yeah. being said, that being said, no, I'm with you. <laughs> it's it's bad. And because what happens is it, it results in a TV timeout of three minutes where the guy goes stands out there and I look at the clock and the thing goes three twenty or whatever. I'm like, oh my uh, God. Yeah. So here's the problem with addressing fake injuries is you can a lot of these injuries are going to be fake, but one of these days there's not there's gonna be one that's not fake. And when they penalize a team or they address it, I know. That's going to be a PR in the soft world that we live in. That's going to be a PR nightmare. But shame on the people that are doing this. It's it, it's oh it, it's it's bad. It's it's bad. And when it um, only happens on third down, they were changing some packages. <laughs> when it only happens here's on what third happened, down, but here's what happened. Just so everybody knows, I'm gonna give you the game. And hey, look game. before anybody thinks I'm picking on Auburn here. Ole Miss did this last year, and I was like doing the same thing. Come <laughs> come on. What was it Katie Hill? Yeah, walking and all of a sudden he just like gets shot. You know, well like, sometimes stop. the players do it. I'm going. I'll, I mean, before Ole Miss fans get upset, we had when I was here, we had players that would do it on their own because we were getting tempoed and they yeah. needed a break. Yeah, of course. We didn't tell them to go down. Hell, the players are doing the shit on their own. Yeah, I mean, they're tired. Yeah. They need a break. Yeah, they're doing it on their own, and they they think, especially if you're playing a position that you got eight, nine guys rolling on there. It's not like the coaches aren't calling for them to do that. Now, Auburn Saturday, when it happened the first time, <laughs> it was pretty slick. So, Ole Miss came out in 10 personnel. Okay, that's uh, one running back, four wide receivers, Thank no you. tight ends for mm-hmm. all the people listening, not understanding. And so, Auburn came out and tried to match them in dime. And so, they were in that six DBs. And so they tried to match, and then when Ole Miss went to – they went fast, snuck Casey Kelly in the game on the near sideline, tried to go fast and got in third down and short. And so Ole Miss is like the most predictable team in America once they cross the 50-yard line. He's not kicking, all right? Right. He's not punting. So Everything's four down. Everything's four down. Mm-hmm. So if it's third and seven, this is where – I cannot – I wish – I probably need to do a look back. I just don't care. It'd be a fun stat for the fans. When it's third and five plus, third and you know third and five plus from about the plus between the fifty and the thirty-five, Lane's running the football. Yeah, he's going. He's going to see what he can get on third down and figure it out. One hundred percent, he's right. running it. Right. And a lot of times because they're playing coverage or whatever, he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. Doesn't even have to worry about it. Yeah. It's like the and and people. And so we were in that situation. And he doesn't get enough credit for what he's able to scheme up from a running game standpoint. And so they were people in talk. People talk about Lane Kiffin, this pass happy dude, and I'm like, look at the stats. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Go so ahead. they were in dime, and they were trying to get nickel in the game because it was going to third and like three or four, or five. And so they were trying to get nickel in the game, and my guy just took a seat. Yeah. Let him get him in. Let him get him in. But it lasted too long. It's got to get fixed. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, no. So, so soapbox. A lot of uh, 
the two things I want to address, talk about this game, I thought the run scheme on both sides was elite. Yeah. Um, a lot of the big plays that were happening uh, were because of bad run fits. All right. And what a run fit is is this, and make sure the fans understand this, is when the ball snapped, I don't care if you're three down, one down, zero down. All right. Everybody on your defense has a gap. Right. All right. A, a, a gap, B gap, C gap. And so, like I know in particular, one of Quinshawn Junkins' long runs, not the one he scored on, but one going the other direction in a key part of the game, Auburn should have hit him right in the teeth. They had a run blitz right into it. And uh, Papo, number zero for Auburn. He's a stud. He fits it in. There was a, it was a, uh, what we called a uh, cap, but it was a uh, guard and tackle counter uh, scheme that Ole Miss was running. And the second puller comes up and just logs him, and he and he wrong arms it inside. Well, there's nobody in the D gap, and so Quinshawn just runs out there unmolested all the way to the. I mean, he ran a long, it was a long run. He popped, but a lot of misfit, and they will go into the gaps and wrong shoulder to wrong way. A lot of misfits on the gaps on the gap schemes was a big problem. But two is this: is both teams were putting. I, I text you this privately, but both teams were doing a really good job of scheming up runs to where they were getting a hat on a hat and somebody had to make a play. And it was one-on-one in the hole. And what you had, whether you like it or not, is you had on both sides of the ball, the best players were playing running back. Yeah. On both teams. Yeah. And so they designed the play. There were three really special backs. In yeah, really game. four. And, and four, because Hunter's very good. Jacquez Hunter's a good player. Yeah. But you got you and got then, a, And then Dart is proving to be a very good runner. Well, see, now on that one, Dart, they were fo- they were trying to make Dart beat them running. They all right, did because they were not they, they were not what we call squeeze scraping. They right. were not they were playing double gap on the run, and basically trying to say, okay, we're going to rally to make the tackle. All right, that's not a good answer. I think he yeah. has to be accounted for. But if they didn't do that, if they did if they did account for Dart, then you know it would have been six and four with ran wild in the spread. So they kind of had to pick their poison on that. Um, he and, was. He was. I thought Popo was really good on Saturday. It's just me. Grind's arguing with me, but I, I yeah, thought he, he struggled was, a little bit in run fits. Okay. Now he made some plays. I just saw him make plays. Yeah, he makes some plays in space and things. Um, but he. Had I know some, Ole Miss spent the week planning for him. He gave them like three explosive runs with bad run fits that okay. usually are young. That's where he struggled. It wasn't that he didn't make plays and stuff. It was just there were three run fit plays that were really rookieish. Um, that he shouldn't have made. Um, that normal people do do make, uh, fit in the run and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, the best players had the ball in their hands. Yeah. And when the guys that came up to make the tackle, my Jimmy was better than your Joe and you're missing tackles or whatever. Yeah. And if you can design a play to where you get your best player the ball versus their worst player, you're going to win a lot. Right. And that's why you saw that happen a lot on both sides of the ball. Um, and that's why you you had that. Uh, all right, what else we got? All right, I, yeah, on this game, I do want to say this. I will forever not understand why Auburn was tempo in, in that game. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Why they didn't go tempo? No, why they were tempo Oh, okay. They were snapping the ball, running the football effectively, and your defense is your strength. You kind of have a chance to play some bully ball and let your defense rest, and they just didn't do it. And so – you're sitting there and snapping the ball, rushing to snap the ball with 25 seconds on the play clock. And you're getting behind the chains too much. You know, early in the game, you're behind the chains. And so I know what the time of possession said. That's not the point. You had a time, you, Auburn had a chance in that game. 
If they like when Kentucky came here a few weeks ago, they ran that damn play clock down to one. A lot, yeah. Okay, but sure. when you're that kind of team, you're not an explosive offensive team. You have to shorten the game. That's your chance to win. And so they were going tempo, 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 tempo. And then I thought this, and I will forever say this: that game was that game was decided when Lane did the onside kick. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Auburn's defense had already started to fade a little bit, especially in the run game. And they're tempoing their own team. And so they're going – I mean, there were series where they're, like, out there back-to-back. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say the number was, like, 20 straight plays. That's what Lane said. It was, like, 20 straight and okay. almost scored on that uh, drive. I was trying and to count in my head. But that made a one-score game, a two-score game. And, and even though Auburn came back and scored – Defense was done. When Ole Miss scored again, it was – Well, defense was done. They couldn't – now you're tired. Yeah. And you just let – and then you've been tempoing your team and you're getting your defense out there. It's not about time and possession – it's about if you it's real time, what I call real time. Right. You know, when they are off the field, you start a stopwatch. That counts. TV timeouts, you have to let them rest. And the way the TV timeouts were working and they were out there, they didn't have any rest. Um, but I don't know why they were tempoing with that offense. Uh, they had a chance to, to make that a lot closer than it was. But it was a hell of a call. Really ballsy, educated gamble that worked for Lane on Saturday. Because I think he would have won anyway, but that that them securing that kick, the game was over with. Well, it took some big ones right there. It took some nuts to do that. Yeah. But they saw something on film because they were working on that exact onside kick on Wednesday. No, it was it was from that spot everything. perfectly executed. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a really, really good play call and really good execution. Um, last one before we move on to this week's games. Uh, Oklahoma State had a 14 freaking point lead in the fourth quarter. My money line. 14 points in the fourth quarter. Can't do anything else. Sorry, guys. Lost. Pissed. We're also brought to you by Cleanside Wipes. They're the uh, Safer Choice Partner of the Year 2021. Kills COVID in 30 seconds. Like to thank, again, would like to thank the uh, vaccine people. Uh, kills COVID in 30 seconds. Broad spectrum, hospital grade, antimicrobial efficacy, citric acid base, no harsh chemicals. Simple one step, no rinse cleaning and disinfecting. Removes film left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia, bleach, and alcohol. Clean side has the lowest toxicity rating allowable by the EPA. Lowest one. Means it poses the lowest risk to the health of employees, patients, students, customers, or the environment. Citric acid-based clean side germicidal wipes deliver powerful, powerful efficacy against pathogens without the potentially harmful effects of other chemical disinfectants. All in one easy-to-use wipe. It's great for schools, daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long-term care facilities, office buildings, households, and more. It's available in a wipe and also in a ready-to-use spray. To learn more, get in touch with our guy Todd Abbott at Wipes. And gloves at gmail.com. Not the ampersand. Wipes A N D gloves at gmail.com. Todd, I'm still waiting. Still waiting. Need my read. All right, you wanna uh you wanna go over this week's games real quick? Yes. We're coming up on that point. I think tomorrow is the only day that we don't have football for like the next thirty days, by the way. It's oh, great. I love that it. It is great. Um tonight, real quick. Got Broncos at Chargers. Okay. Chargers are favored by four and a half. Who you got? Uh, I've got the Yankees Guardians. 
All right, well, I'm being serious because I'm just to make some, trying to make some money back. Oh. So this is personal for me. Uh, what's the line again? Four and a half. Broncos can't score, right? No, I, I think I'd go Chargers and lay the four and a half. But I'll be honest with you, I it's don't. I, I don't like it's a division game. I don't like this game. All right, this would. I, I told you this last week. You were like, "What would you do?" I'm like, and I, I told you, I, I'd go Raiders, <laughs> but I wouldn't play it. Yeah, I would not. I mean, if you're doing units, I wouldn't put more than a unit on this. Right. I mean, there's just that's it's. They know each other incredibly well. They play each other twice a year. Eh. And Denver's defense is okay. It could keep the score low. And Herbert probably still not 100%. They probably are going to protect him. Eh. I don't know. All right. I like ground. Is it under? If it's 45 and a half, I'll take the under. I mean, I like the under more than I like this, trying to pick a spread there. Yeah, the hard that's a, part. That's a, all right, can I tell you what's crazy? What I honestly have a tough time doing, and it's stupid. But I have Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett on my fantasy team. Okay, but then if I bet the under, I'm I'm conflicted. I don't know what to do. First world problems. Yeah, first world problems. <laughs> all right, starting tomorrow. Um, I did get a uh, message from some friends of ours that listen to our show okay. that are on a football staff, and I won't say who they are. But, are, they, are they mad at me? No. They said, thank you so much for saying what we all want to say about the cameraman with Devontae Adams about being so effing soft. Oh, yeah. said, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, it's my You're guy. You're welcome. Gotcha. But, yeah, so we got a message from one of our staffs to listen. Good. All right. Georgia State is going to App State uh, tomorrow night. going to be a really good game. Oh, yeah, Tuesday night game. Wednesday. Wednesday night. Well, I, I'm sorry. Wednesday night game. You're yeah. confusing me. Yeah, okay, confusing. Wednesday yeah. night. Yep. I keep thinking okay. it's Tuesday. Got it. It's not. It's not. Monday. Um, going to be a really good game. Physical football. Okay. Violence will be had on okay. Wednesday night. If you like violent football, Wednesday night's your night. Okay. Um, Georgia State is getting 10.5 points. I will be all over that. All oh. over the Panthers. All right. All right. And then Thursday night. Yep. At Whitney Bank Field. That's in Mobile, right? It's in Mobile, I heard. Been there. The 5-2 and two Troy Trojans. Yeah, John Summerall's done a great job. The Fighting Summerall's mm-hmm. are taking on. The Fighting Kane Womacks. The Fighting Kane Womacks, who are 5-1. and one. Hey, my guys, ULM gave them a game. 5-1. Eh. and one. Did you watch the game? You did not watch the game, did you? I did not. I'm going to say, because they got some late. They got, it was out. It was I know. Yeah, I'm just one of them games. I'm just playing. I hey, was che- I was cheering hey, for South Alabama. Hey, if you bet on South Alabama, you got backdoor McCrady bad. I did not this this week. I think Kane was trying to get some of these guys out. Had a short week. Yeah, and they got a couple cheap ones late. So it's um, all good. I was cheering for Kane, but he won. I mean, I I joke about ULM, but I was cheering for Kane. So Thursday night. Yeah, you know that's a good game. Troy, South Alabama on a Thursday night. We gotta go. You wanna go? I mean, we should. We should think about going. We should. Let's do it. You want to go? Let's go. All right. So, our Thursday show, we will be live. At, at some South- point Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. It might not be 2 o'clock. We got a lot. We of, got some logistical we got some, stuff. We got some moving parts here. Got some moving parts. And there's a chance that I need to do a show and then drive down. So, if I don't leave until 930, I'm 3 getting there. We'll get it in the afternoon sometime on Thursday before kickoff. So you and Cole are going to go early? I'll be there. I'll get down and we'll try to get everything set up. Okay. <laughs> I'll watch Cole get everything set up. How about that? That's what I'm saying. Cole, <laughs> Cole's going to go with you and yeah. y'all. 
Y'all going to set yep. up. Yep. Okay. And uh, I talked to my man today. I had a good conversation with my guy, Kane. Yep. So he's going to let us. We may be in a staff room. Okay. So we'll be uh, we'll be set up in there um, live on Thursday and go to the game. I'm fired up. I am too. It's very. It's really cool. Um, I'm going to have a very difficult time with this one because they're two really good friends. Mm-hmm. And they're both like this game is going to put the other in the driver's seat for their side of the division. Big game. First of all, it's a battle for the belt, big rivalry. It's a sellout already, which is awesome. Is that right? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, I was down there, you were too, yeah. when they were starting a football program. Yeah. And for it to get to this place, and look, you're never going to be Alabama or Auburn in that state. That's Everybody gets that. I used to say people who would do that, I'd say, well, you don't have to be. You can be Mobile's team. Yeah, that's the thing is you don't have to be you – because, know, look, here's the funny thing is Mobile is actually closer to Baton Rouge than it is either Tuscaloosa or Auburn. I know. There's more LSU – and I say that. There's still Alabama Auburn fans, but there's a ton of LSU fans in Mobile. Um, I was basically an LSU beat writer when I was down yeah. there, when I was covering the league. Um, but – It's I'm three ex- hours from Mobile to Baton Rouge. It's three – 15 to Auburn. Yeah. As a as Kane is one of my best friends in the world. He's a stud. Talked to him like like I texted him today. I told you earlier as I texted him and I was like, "Hey dude, I hate I know it's cuz I know what in a short week you have no time. You don't sleep at all. They've already practiced twice. They've had two practices and here we are. They've already done it and we're sitting here in Orlando at practice time on Monday yet, right? Right. Um and I just know that trying to grade your film Get your opponent studied, get game plan, all the stuff. It, it just it's it's a disaster. So I texted him. I was like, "Dude, I hate to bother you. Da da da. You okay? <laughs> I mean, like me and Neil were thinking about coming down. What do you think, dude? He calls me like for, we talked for like thirty minutes, and you know, and uh, just a stud, man. And then the I see, mean, when you have a chance to get McCready and Siski at your game, oh, I what, mean, you, what, what, what are you going to do? Say no? What I've got coaches. I got coaches texting me from South Alabama staff. Want me to bring some rain down there before the game? <laughs> want me to bring them some rain? So we'll take them some rain down there, but. Um, and then on the other side, playing at Troy and then seeing what Summerall has done in such a short period of time and bringing it back. Yeah. You know, they lose to Ole Miss the first game. Mm-hmm. They lose on a Hail Mary to, at, App, to App State. Yeah. They could easily be six and one right now. And easily. They, and they haven't lost since. No. And they're playing good football. Playing really good defense. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the game. Like I mean, it's it's because as soon as for me this will be so much fun because the minute we finish our show, I'm done. Now no, I get no to, ten thoughts tonight. Now I just yeah I don't have to write. <laughs> I mean the getting to go down and, and watch a game and 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 all that stuff and not have to write about it. Yeah. Not have to really even talk about it. Just yeah. watch it and enjoy it. I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, it, it's uh it'll be fun. So as man. soon as Cole and I get all the technical stuff worked out, and we're like. Then after that, it's just going to be a party. Yeah, it's just it's hard. It's going to be hard for me because I'm going to be really happy for one friend, and I'm going to be really sad for the other. Like it's it's not a you know what I'm saying like sure. it, it's it's not a game. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I know Kane better than I know John. But yeah, I, I have a ton of respect for John and and think he's going to be an SEC. Like I don't want either one of them to lose. Well, you know? one of them's going to lose, yeah, so that's that's going to be a hang up. We, we need to kill this. I, <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been avoiding this. I've been like scared of this for a while so what are you gonna do you gonna walk to each sideline kind of rotate what do no you- I'll, neutral colors and just mind my own business i'll probably cheer for both i just i i, I just want it to end good so what color are you wearing uh gray 
You know what I think I'm going to do? It's going to be like 50s, I think I looked. I think I'm going to go with my Bucky sweatshirt. What do you think about that? Sure. I'm a Bucky's guy. I'll figure out something. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out something. I, I'll find some neutral stuff. Uh, no, we'll have a Henry's, guys. I'm, I'm going to basically pre-tape it. Uh, it'll be, I've got at least two and maybe three guests lined up. It'll be, it'll be fine. And I don't, I don't, it'll be okay. That will be all right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, dude. I think it's, I enjoy, uh, one of them's going to come out of there bowl eligible. And when you're bowl eligible in that league, it's actually a big deal. Of course. And they're all, and we're halfway point. And look, here's the end of the day. It's a, uh, it is a, uh, we're at the midway point of the season. One's five and one. I don't think Kane is going. I don't think South Alabama is going. Let's say South Alabama wins this game. Let's say they win. Okay. I think we got to start having a conversation about South Alabama being the Group of Five representative in the New Year's Six bowl games. How cool would that be? Because you know who their one loss is to. They lost to UCLA by the one undefeated point. UCLA that they lost to by one point out in the there. Yeah. And if UCLA continues to do their deal, that, mm-hmm. that, that loss is actually a very valuable loss. Yeah. If there's such a thing. And they're not going to be – they'll be favored in every single deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then what – and I'm so happy for at the same time with John and those guys at Troy. His ability to motivate the players and do what he's doing, he is coaching above what his talent level is right now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah, he is, which tells you when he gets his guys in. When he gets – and he's doing a good job getting them in. Sure. He's doing a good job recruiting. Um, they both work very hard at it, obviously. Um, I see what they do. Um, well, and these are two guys that will also be pretty strong in the portal. They're gonna, they'll, they'll be successful in the portal because of the people they are, their personalities, all that stuff. How about this? I learned something else today. Yep. The South Alabama Jags mm-hmm. have 10 guys next year returning on defense. Is that right? They have nine guys returning on offense. They got 19 of their 22 starters that are underclassmen. Oh, he could Billy Napier this thing. Ride it one more year. He can't talk like that, but we can. Yeah, we can. I can. I can. I, he, he laughs because he can. I, I, I speak for him. I'm his. I'm the. Le- I'm a less tactful. But you know, they liked it down there the first time they were there, and when he got the opportunity to go back, he he jumped at it. So Look, he does a phenomenal. He's got a, it's, it's, it's not a bad gig. There's not a lot of pressure in it. There's not a lot of media killing you or any of that stuff. So, I mean, obviously the money says when you get an opportunity, you have to take it. Don't get me wrong, but, but he, he can afford to yeah, be. Yeah, he's not worried about where his next meal is coming he from. He can be selective. He can be very selective. Yeah. And I will go ahead and tell you, I expect him to be selective because he's very similar mentally than Billy is about all this stuff. And I would expect him to be selective when that time comes. And I think, uh, and I've said this from the jump, and I'll say it again, I think John Sumrall is the next head coach at Kentucky whenever uh, Stoops decides to step down. Agreed. I would be shocked if he wasn't. I totally agree. So, um, how much time we got left? We, I haven't looked at it. Uh, we probably need, probably need to start wrapping fairly soon. We'll run through a few of these games, yeah. though, real quick. What, what sticks out? Uh, sticks out, well, Ole Miss, LSU this weekend. Big game for both. Um, LSU looked really good Saturday night. Offensively, they look like they've first time they're getting better every week. They look competent on, on offense for the first time in a while. Um, it's a big game for both. If you're if you're five and two LSU and you beat the and you upset 
Oh, I guess it wouldn't be upset if it's a pick 'em, right? It's a pick 'em now. Is it still a pick 'em goal? It was a minus two, then it was minus one, it was a pick 'em. Regardless, you're, if you have a chance from an LSU standpoint to go six and two and beat a top 10 team at home, fans going to like you down there in Baton Rouge now. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, this is the, you erase a lot of doubters. For Ole Miss, this is uh, this is exam time. It's it's about to get real. I mean, they they've got a couple of wins that are nice wins, but it's exam time now. I mean, you and I'm gonna be honest. I know they have the back to back trips, and everybody talks about A and M. This is the scary game. one at a time, man. But this, if you told me which of these two games is the scary game, I'd go this one. I I know why A and M and at night and Kyle Field and blah blah blah. I get it. It's not that bad, but it's nowhere near as as hostile as LSU can get, and there's no Jaden Daniels I've rolled into, at a and I've rolled into Kyle Field with Arkansas State one, so it, it, it's not as bad. Um, I don't think I've ever lost to Kyle Field. No, I did. Lost here at Ole Miss one time. Um, what is it now? Oh, LS, LSU minus one. Moved a lot. Um, is, where is that on? Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, but it's going to be a – it's a test for both. I think this is the best opponent that – Ole Miss has played at this point. Um, I, I shouldn't say that. Mm, Kentucky was Kentucky's good. better. Um, but the first road test for sure. Yes. Um, and I, I said that this morning, too. I keep forgetting the Kentucky game. Um, look, it's going to yeah, be a good game, man. It, I've had some people do the Ole Miss hadn't played anybody. Like, no, that's not true. I keep Kentucky, Kentucky. I am guilty, oh, I know. too. Kentucky's legit. Yeah. You saw Kentucky the way they just kind of pounded on state when, when Levis got back. I mean – that, that game Le- 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 Levis, is, Levis is really good. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I didn't the, see that, by the way. The, 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 what's that? I didn't see that game going that way Saturday night. Yeah. That's another one that got me. Oh, personally, like I bet oh, my yeah. personal deal, I bet on State on that game. And offensively, man, they struggled. I like Levis a bunch. That's just me. No, he's good. Without, let me tell you what else is helping him, too. Rodriguez being back. He's a stud. He's taking some pressure. Because it's not, he's not like the blocking's no better. He's just running through them, some bitches. Yeah, and he's physical. Yeah, he's running yeah, he's through. He's a really good back. He's gaining, instead of getting a one yard gain, he's falling forward. Instead of being second and nine, it's second and six, second and five. I mean, he's making it good for him. So the sexy games, we've got Syracuse at Clemson. <sighs> we've got uh, UCLA at Oregon's an interesting game. Because right, if, I'm if, interested listen, in that one. I am too, because if UCLA can go to Autzen and win. We have to change the narrative on what, what we're saying on UCLA. Correct. I, I'm my, I'm holding judgment until this weekend, but I'm 100% in agreement with you on that one. Texas goes to Oklahoma State. Texas has been like this roller coastery team. Oklahoma State just lost the game that you talked about. It'll they, be a big game because it's Texas. It's Texas. They're, they're, they'll be that. That's they'll gonna, be up. That's one worth watching. Um, I'm, I'm gonna tell you one. What this next one is that? What you about to talk about? BYU. No. It's got some – that one's going to be interesting to me. BYU Liberty? Your right. boy, your I'm boy, curious now. Your boy needs that one. Yeah, okay, but BYU's okay. They're fine. I mean, they're fine. They played Baylor really, really good at the beginning of the year, and everybody's like, oh. I mean – Your boy needs that one. Okay. I mean, Arkansas scored 52 and could have scored 62. I mean, Okay. <laughs> The one I'm gonna tell you the game that I'm really interested in, no joke. All right, no one's talking about it because neither team's ranked. I am one million percent in on Texas A&M at South Carolina. One million percent in. I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by it. What if I told you I'm already got I'm locking in a pick 
for Thursday because I've already bet it. I bet the sharps on this one. Okay. You going? I'm. Well, I'm you have no idea. That's why. Because I. You, I'm, where I'm, do you think I'm going? My guess is that you're going A and M because you're kind of high on them. You've been consistently pretty high on. I Texas am going A&M. Texas A and M. I got them at minus three and a half yesterday. Okay. I'm taking Texas A and M minus three and a half at South Carolina. I'll give you credit. You've consistently been high on the Aggies. Now, this is. There's two things are going to happen. They're going to come out of this bye they're week. They're going to win or they're going to lose. Yeah, hey, hey. hey, look at there. That's why you are right here. They're going. They're coming out of a bye week. Yeah. With young players, you're either going to see a significant, and what's what I'm betting on. Okay. A significant improvement of what you've seen. Mm-hmm. This is like a big deal for a program building with young players. Sure, sure. And if you don't now, now, now Shane had an off week too. But he his is more like he does the right things. He just doesn't have the horses up front. Right. I think that's where the game's going to be won and lost. Okay. Um, I'm going with uh, Texas A&M big. Oh. Big. Okay. Saturday. Interesting. Well, if that happens, okay. I just think they're getting better. I saw some – I've seen some things of improvement, even yeah. though the results had not I've seen it. If you have a week off and you come out and you continue to improve, then they're on their way. South Carolina last year got late momentum, and they, they went to Lexington. They benefited because Levis didn't play. But regardless, they got a win, into the open date. He's one of those kind of guys. You know You know that you know inside that building in Columbia. He's there's, the best motivator in the business, man. He's good. You know they're humming right now. I mean, there's, there's oh, a they buzz. Are. And so I'm just – and that crowd's going to be nuts. They get crazy there. It, I'm just – no joke. I'm hopeful that I can get through with my work and back to my hotel in time to watch the second half of that game. Yeah. You staying in Baton Rouge Saturday night? Yeah. Bet you're not Cole's going. I thought about doing the whole drive thing. I thought about driving Saturday morning and then getting like back to Jackson. It's just such a long day when you do that. I'd rather I'd rather go to bed at a reasonable hour. I'm gonna wake up at six anyway, because my body clock wakes up. Yeah. And just get in the car and drive. Yeah. How long is that from here to Baton Rouge? It's five and a half. It's, oh, it's not, not terrible. Bad. So it's, it's like, about the same distance as going to Mobile. Yeah, the difference is going to Mobile. The roads aren't as good, so you you do you run into some bad roads and stuff on the way to Baton Rouge. It's fine. I mean, trip to Mobile is fine until you actually cross the Alabama state line. Yeah, and then it's just like freaking. And you got to make sure you watch your speed right there because those speed traps. Just got, just got to know the right people, man. Yeah, well, I'll remember that if just something, if something happens, happens. Just give me a shout. I'll get you taken care of. They take care of us down there. Um. But I'm interested in that one. Uh, my man's picking on says I was wearing my maroon thing for Texas A&M. I don't have my ring on today. I'm sorry. I'm interested in K-State at TCU. TCU winning. I mean, they, they Kansas State kind of has a way of being plucky. And then I'm I'm interested a little bit in Texas a not Texas, Mississippi State at Alabama just because I want to see what Alabama looks like a week after that. They always beat you'll the know, hell out of state. You'll know. I'm – I don't know. I'll tell you this. I, I I don't bet SEC games in our competition, but if I did. Bet them. If I did, Alabama minus 24 would be a pick. It's in Tuscaloosa, right? Yeah. And I think you could play it on the surface of the moon, and I'd bet this. <laughs> I just I – just, number one, it's not a good matchup for State. Number two, he's going to have their attention this week, and they have the leaders on that team probably that will step up and say what we you talked about. We will find out in about six days. That's where I'm, I'm – it pisses me off. I don't think State can stop them. I think they're going to score a lot of points, and I don't think that whole thing that they run works against that defense. Well, formationally, he'll know. I mean, there's plenty of, you know, I, 
what they did, what Tennessee, Tennessee laid a blueprint now. I'm just telling you. They did. And it, that blueprint's been around. Just a lot of people, like, what kills me is the same but, people but Mike attack Leach it every isn't, year. Mike Leach isn't going to go to that blueprint because that's not what he does. I know. You're correct. Now, if you told me that Lane Kiffin and Brian Kelly I guess that's what I'm lock at. into that blueprint a little bit and make those games interesting, I, I buy that. And I'm not picking on Leach, by the way. I think Leach is a really good coach, and he does a lot of good things. I just he's they run their system, and they're not going to go switch the system up this week. Did Dylan Johnson is he out for a while? Somebody told me that. Well, there's morning. a rumor that he's out for the year. I don't know that to be true, but I'm guessing if that, based on that rumor, that he's probably not playing in Tuscaloosa. And if they can't run the ball a little bit and keep Alabama quasi honest, it just doesn't work. Yeah. You've seen it. It doesn't work. You've watched it against teams like that. It it, it hits the, thing the wall. With, well, the thing with State is they play really, really good at home. And they're, it's like two different teams, man. And even when they went to Arizona and played, they slept walk for half. And then they, they were like, oh, they're so much better. And they just out beat them, manned them up and just beat them at the, at the end. But yeah. Like they, they didn't. They look like both when they played in LSU and both at Kentucky. They look like a shell of themselves. Then when they play A and M at home, they look like war yeah, daddies. Yeah. When they play, anytime they play at home, they play Memphis at home. It doesn't matter who they play. When they're at home, they look like a different team. Yeah, and I don't have an explanation for that. Maybe maybe you do, but no, but, I don't. You know, it just. But like. I just think Alabama's going to be dialed in. And now, look, if they're not. Yeah, it's not about Mississippi State. It's about Alabama. Yeah, if Alabama's not dialed in, and we'll talk about this on Thursday yeah. when we're down in Mobile, but if they're not dialed in, well, we'll know that something's wrong. Dude, you know what? I wonder if we can get some – I wonder if I can sneak some beer in a facility. wouldn't be the first time I've sne- snicked beer in that facility before. Because, you know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they have beer somewhere in the in the building. Well, they got like the Michelob Ultra, like, Sponsored like the whole of the hut down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pregame. Yeah, could be a fun show on could Thursday. Be. Speaking of, so we'll be uh, we'll be with you guys on Thursday uh, in Mobile. Uh, we're we're gonna make we're gonna do everything. We've we've spent some money on some equipment. Hope, got, got some practice this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's hopefully it's gonna be uh, it's a little bit of a trial run. We need to do a trial run because we the the. The Boise looks like I'm gonna our, be freezing my ass off. Our way. trip to Boise is getting closer and closer by the day, so uh, we'll we'll do that. Uh, our guy Cole here is gonna we're gonna we're gonna work some things out. Uh, we've been brought to you today by Rain Body Fuel. Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We'll uh, follow us on on uh, in, on Twitter, Instagram, all those places. You see the links on the site. TikTok. We'll, We'll let you know uh, a start time on um, on uh, Thursday. I would guess around 3 is my guess. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, so we'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know, and uh, we'll have you uh, join us from there. Until then, for uh, Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.